Hello dear listeners and welcome to this special Sunday meditation. I am Pastor Enzo Pellini and it's truly a blessing to have you join us today on this journey of reflection and connection. Whether you're joining us for the first time or you've been a part of our spiritual community, your presence here is cherished and valued. As we gather for this moment of reflection, I'd like to share the reading for this new week. The reading for today, according to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 to 8, the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight path for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. And this was his message, After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In Argentina, I have been following the news for the last two months, and there was a case of a presidential candidate that no one thought would win the current supremacy of the government. It was a quite revolutionary case. What he spoke and proposed and how people followed him was noteworthy. I draw a parallel acknowledging the difference with John the Baptist. John was an extraordinary figure announcing a revolutionary message. What did these two figures have in common, despite the vast differences in their characteristics? My conclusion is that both spoke the truth. People sense when a person speaks the truth, even if some don't like to hear it. People perceive the honesty of the message beyond the imperfections of the person. How much more will they follow a prophet like John, who not only carries a political message but brings a message directly from God? How much more will they believe someone who speaks the truth of God? And that is the secret of many, even Christians. When we talk about the things that matter most, that have more value and that follow the Word of God, transformations begin in the churches because people start receiving what God considers true nourishment. Although many are not accustomed to feeding on this new and revolutionary food, which is the true Word of God. The reading we shared today from the Old Testament coincides with the Gospel reading. It's not just repetition, it's a prophecy. What is a prophecy? In the Bible, a prophecy is a message revealed by God and communicated through a prophet. These messages can address various topics such as future events, calls to repentance or comfort. Here, Isaiah predicts 800 years before the arrival of John the Baptist, announcing the Messiah, with the arrival of Jesus, people begin to understand these prophecies and messages recorded in the Old Testament. It says, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, 
a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight path for him. What does it mean to make a straight path? The poetic image of preparing the way and making straight path symbolizes the need for spiritual and moral preparation before the Lord's arrival. It is interpreted as a call to repentance and to straighten the path of life to be ready to receive the Messiah. This call to repentance should be understood in the following way. Every time we talk about repentance in the church, many think that the church is judging people. We are not judging. We are preaching the message that comes from Christ. We are simply reproducing it. When the church talks about repentance, we are saying that Jesus is the one talking about repentance to every one of us, believers and non-believers. The church only has the task of conveying it. It's not our task as believers to judge. That will be God's task. Who is this message addressed to? This message from John and also today directly from Jesus is addressed to every one of us. There are people like us who have decided long ago to believe in Christ and follow him. Nevertheless, we stray from the path at every turn and must return to the path because we are not perfect. And Jesus is so loving that he calls us again and again and forgives us when we repent. This message is also directed to non-believers when they think they don't need God, when there is a spirit of self-satisfaction and arrogance. That is, they think that living as they are is fine, that they don't need God at all. And they even begin to mock those who follow God or mock God himself or, or God's word. It is to them as well that Christ is calling with love again and again. That means straightening the path, straightening the path of our hearts so that Christ can walk, arrive, and thus enter our hearts. When we talk about confessing sins in the church, for example, it's the same thing. The church doesn't judge. It's not our task to judge. Our task is to convey the word of God and do everything possible to love others. The Holy Spirit of God is the one who will convince people, and ultimately it is God who will judge everyone, even us who are part of the church. Therefore, confessing sins is an opening of our hearts to God, recognizing our faults, our vulnerability, our weaknesses. It is simply being honest before God, acknowledging that many times, even though we try, we can't fully comply with what God asks of us. And that is confession. Confession, in one word, is an act of honesty and openness to God. It is an act of humility. Today, in this Advent time, which, as we have often said, has little to do with the holiday season, but is another opportunity to meet Jesus in the context of celebrating his coming into the world, what we call Christmas. Today, Jesus calls us to approach him because he wants us to repent in the sense that I have explained. He wants us to confess in the sense of being sincere in our lives before him and also to baptize us if we haven't done so yet. In a word, Jesus is calling us to a fundamental change. John brings us the word of Jesus again today. That message is not a political one, nor a human one. 
This message is not just another religion or philosophy. That is why many reject it because they are not accustomed to the true word of God or simply to the truth. Sometimes the truth can hurt, but it doesn't offend anyone. That truth wants to heal, wants to save, and wants to bring true happiness and blessing to our lives. John acknowledges that what he preaches is not from him, but from Christ. What we preach in the church is not human or the pastor's word in any case. It is the word of the Bible, the word of God, written in a book, transmitted from generation to generation by people touched by God. It is truth. Jesus says to us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He also tells us that the truth will set us free. If you want to change in your life from this Advent, Christmas, Christmas time, and end of the year season, Jesus, in the words of John, calls you to open your heart to Christ, to start having a better life, to be honest with Him, and so you can have a present and a future full of blessings. This is not the promise of a politician. It is the promise of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Why not try to make peace with God? Why not try to give your life to God in truth? May the Holy Spirit of God bless our lives in the way He likes to do it. May we feel that by giving ourselves to Jesus, our present transforms and our life acquires true meaning. Amen. I wish you a fantastic week. Mm-hmm.